this is the Edinburgh Reporter podcast, and today I'm with Tam Laird. And Tam is one of the seven candidates in the Craigentinney Duddingston by election, which is coming up on the 12th of November. Tam, I met you before when you were campaigning. I think that might have been in 2016, was it? Uh, I believe it was for uh, the Leith Award. Uh, That's right. I met you down at Leith Theatre. I remember that now. You're standing again and you're you're a member of the Scottish Libertarians. Tell us about that. Um, Well, I've been a member of the party for about eight years and I've been leader for about three now. So, uh, yeah, that takes up quite a bit of my time. So I've stood uh, twice in Leith, once in uh, Stockbridge, um, and this will, I think this will be my fourth council standing, and I also stood in the Scottish elections in Edinburgh Central, so that was for, a, you know, that was for a member of the Scottish Parliament sort of thing. So yeah, I'm becoming a veteran at this sort of stuff. <laughs> veteran loser. <laughs> No, we we mustn't say that. I always think it's uh, it's hugely brave of people to put their name on a nomination paper and go for it. Um, so, well, especially if your address gets gets publicised, yeah, I think that can be quite brave as well. You know, I didn't really realise that happened. Um, so, what what could the Scottish Libertarians do to shake up the council? Tell us what you would bring to the table as a candidate to. Well, immediately, my single issue that I'll be campaigning on uh, is simply end all lockdown restrictions now. Not next week, not tomorrow, not now. It's got to go. We're done with this. This has been going on now for half a year, and it's not getting better. It seems to be getting worse. So I, I understand there's a limited... Uh, I, I would have limited or even maybe no power at council level to do anything about that. But I think it would send a signal if people voted uh, on that issue. I think it would send a signal to the people in charge that people are getting sick and tired of this. I don't dispute the fact that uh, we're all a bit sick and tired of it. But why yeah. do you not think it's the best course of action? Um, because people talk to me about the science. The science suggests very much the opposite to what the government advisors are telling them. Um, Sweden, the all the evidence out of Sweden seems to be that they're doing it the right way. Now, we're concentrating on a virus that is uh, extremely dangerous to people who are over the age of 70. That's the, that's the real um, problem area. However, that's the very people that we made vulnerable Scottish government and the UK government sent people out of hospitals and into care homes where they died. Those were the vulnerable. If you're under 40, you've got more chance of being killed in a bicycle accident than you have by this virus. Um, so it's it's the lockdown restrictions themselves, I am convinced, are way more damaging than the virus themselves. They're damaging to the economy. And people say, oh, you care more about the economy than you do about lives. The economy is people's lives. If you don't have the means to, to feed yourself or to look after yourself because you have no job and you have no job because the economy's in ruins, then that's a serious thing. And the people that are being neglected 
by the health service and by doctors and by dentists at the moment because they're not getting the treatment they need because of the virus restrictions, that is going to be a massive problem in the in the years ahead, including cancer and heart-related uh, issues. I've just You've made me look up on my computer the numbers for Sweden. And so the total yeah. number of cases in Sweden are... 97,532, yeah. but of course the number yeah. of deaths uh, are yeah. much less at 5,892. Yeah. So yeah. percentage um, deaths as opposed to cases is a much lower one than than the UK. So you just think they've got it right? Well, I think they've got it right. And, and bear in mind as well, uh, when people talk about cases, it's it's very misleading. You know, they, they switched from deaths to cases some time ago. I'm not sure to pinpoint exactly when that was, but it seems to me that they switched to cases because that keeps people in a state of alarm. I don't know why they wish to keep this going, but they seem to. Um, and cases mean nothing. You know, 300 people who don't know that they have it gave it to another 500 people who don't know that they've got it either. Um what we really need to know and pinpoint is how many deaths there are and how many people are being debilitated by it. That they're not too clever at telling you. Um, and anybody like myself who works for a living, you know, who actually is doing frontline job, whether it's bus drivers, train drivers, delivery drivers, truck drivers, they know. They're not seeing their colleagues dropping dead round about them on a daily basis. They're not even seeing them going off sick. Uh, unless they're being told to because they've developed a symptom or another. So people, you know, people at the, 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 you know, the front end of this actually know that these restrictions are draconian and unnecessary. That's my view anyway. So I'm, I'm pinning my hopes on that. So if the people of Duddingston and Craig and Tinney share that view, they can, uh, they can let me know. And obviously if I've got it crashingly wrong and the people of Craig and Tinney and Duddingston don't share that view, then, uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'll find out accordingly. Then you're going to lose time, I'm afraid. That's that's all that can happen. Well, that's, to you. In, indeed, that's that's what will happen. But I've lost before. I've lost before, so uh, I'm quite prepared to do it again. And uh, you know, I'm 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 kind of laughing here, but I'm serious about this. I think yeah, it's sure. a, a very important thing. Um, we are creating a situation where people's lives are going to be ruined by the restrictions way more than they were ever going to be ruined by the virus. That said, with the caveat, unless you are, have severe underlying health conditions or you're over 70 years old, then yes, you are clearly in a dangerous area and you have to take care of yourself and watch out. But that's your personal responsibility as much as anybody else's. Tell us a little yeah. about you, Tam. Um, you're a former soldier. You're also yeah. a former member of the SNP. So what persuaded you to Indeed. leave the SNP and join what is a small party, I believe, and which is a party that yeah. many people may not even have heard of at this stage? Yeah, well, it's it didn't it, it wasn't uh, so I didn't segue kind of into it. I left the SNP way back in the 90s. Um, I'd been active with them. I'd been in Motherwell South branch of the SNP. I'd campaigned for people like Kay Ulrich, who's now a, 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 an MSP. Um, but I'd never, I'd never actually ran for for office. 
I left the SNP because I think that after Alex Salmon took over, they took a massive swing to the left and the focus of the party went away from independence to to something else entirely. That was my view. Um, and after leaving the SNP, I was in the political wilderness for about 15 or more years. I was completely, uh, completely politically agnostic. Didn't vote anymore, even, because it seemed to me that whoever I voted for, I ended up with the government. And... Uh, it was exactly the same. No matter, it was the faces changed, but the policies that went through seemed to be exactly the same. So I was very cynical about it. I kept my interest up in political affairs and I read a lot of stuff online. I read a lot of books and it became apparent to me that I agreed with a philosophy known as classical liberalism or libertarianism as it's known in its modern context. And I was instrumental, well, I won't say instrumental, but I was involved in the, the beginnings of the Scottish Libertarian Party and uh, the and the developing of it in its early stages. So I'm quite proud of that. So I've actually been involved in creating a political party that reflects my views uh, rather than the existing political parties, which seems to seem to reflect the views of think tanks and you know institutes rather than it does reflect the way people think. It would be true to say then that the, the libertarians and what you've really just said about uh, COVID-19 and people looking after themselves, yeah. that's really one of the core values of the uh, libertarians, that it's, you know, looking after yourself or self, self-determination, whatever you want to say. And uh, so that so that that's really one of your, your core tenets, as it were, and free speech, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, free speech very much. I mean, the two things we're concentrating on at the moment are the, the you know, getting rid of these lockdown restrictions and also um, standing up for free speech, which is heavily under threat at the moment. Um, and not least of all by Hamza Yusuf's uh, hate crimes bill, which will affect not only people in their own homes, you know, you could be arrested under the auspices of that uh, act, by what you say in your own home. And it, it could be highly um, problematic to somebody like yourself, who's a journalist. I mean, even as the th- as things stand, um, you've maybe heard of Darren Grimes, who's a conservative uh, commentator, who interviewed David Starkey recently. David Starkey said something on his podcast which uh, was problematic or deemed to be problematic. And Darren Grimes has been arrested. <laughs> Yeah. So you I could I could say something on this podcast uh which some somebody might not like and then that looks like you could get pulled in uh because you've asked the wrong question or you've published something that I've said. Um that cannot be right in a in a democracy or, or something that calls itself a democracy. I have to hope so, Tam. And you're really adding to my uh, sleepless nights, apart from sleepless nights about COVID-19. Now I've got sleepless nights about uh, hate crimes and defamation actions and all sorts. <laughs> yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not really what you need as a journalist. It doesn't does not make your job really. easier. Tam, go back to the ward to... Uh, Craig and Tinney, Duddingston, what do you know yeah. of the area and what do you think uh, the issues are, apart apart from the single issue that you're really campaigning on? Are there any ward yeah. issues which you would like to add to that list? I have to confess that at this moment in time, I'm only beginning 
some research into that particular area. Um, I suspect that, like many wards in Edinburgh, it will be dissatisfaction with council services. Uh, dog dirt and potholes is usually high on the agenda uh, in these areas. But I've got I've got some work to do. It's kind of I've it's compounded my difficulty when um, the lockdown restrictions. Normally, I'll go into a, a pub uh, or pubs or cafes in the, the local area and, and just talk to people about what's going on. However, the pubs are all shut down, so that's one area where I can't really uh, talk to people and find out what's going on. You can still go to a cafe, though, so you'll be uh, you'll be getting cafe chat. I can still go to a cafe. So, so my intention is over the coming week to get out and to find out what the people of Craig and Tinney and Duddingston, what their their burning issue is, if it's not COVID, uh, and uh, and. And, and, you know, sort of act accordingly on that. Good. Well, it's very difficult, of course, at this stage to do any meaningful campaigning, no matter which yeah. party you're, you're standing for. But, Tam, it's been, um, it's been educational speaking to you. It always <laughs> is. And uh, I've really enjoyed our chat this afternoon. So thank you very much for that. And we will... Um, Hopefully, perhaps speak to you again before the the twelfth of November yes. when the election. Well, happens. please do. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. very much for the opportunity again, Phyllis. You're I most appreciate you're it. most welcome. Thank you very much. so much for listening to the Edinburgh Report. Listen out for more episodes coming soon and make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now. This is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners. Would you like to know more about that? Then email editor at theedinburghreporter.co.uk and remember you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website www.theedinburghreporter.co.uk Thank you.